Welcome or welcome back. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Um, You're listening to Retold, a podcast where I review and analyze modern retellings of ancient his <laughs> modern retellings of ancient history and mythology. I'm your host Sophia, and today we're talking about a movie. For the very first time, we're talking about a film and. Uh, Based on the topic of this season, you probably have already guessed what it is, but um, this is, I'm pretty sure it was a really big film, I think. Um, It's pretty well known. I'll just, yeah. Starring some very uh, prominent actors. Um, That is Troy 2004, the uh, film from 2004. (laughs) Cue the music. Episode 5 of Season 1 of Retold, Troy 2004. Um, Before we get into this episode, first of all, I've re-recorded this beginning part one time, and then, like, my recording software just lost it, and I could not be more mad. But I can just say it again, it's fine. Um, First of all, I am really sorry for the wait. I don't really need to, I don't think I really need to elaborate. I, I'm just bad. I'm, I'm irresponsible. Um, I have no motivation, like literally ever in any aspect of my life. And I'm really sorry. Um, I'm actually thinking of, uh, shifting the, the, uh, upload date to Saturday, but, um, yeah, I'll let you guys know, I guess. Um, I did want to, uh, I don't think, I did, I talked a little bit about, more about that in my, uh, first recording, uh, this is my second recording, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I really need to, it's just like, (laughs) this is a lot of nonsense talk for me, which you guys are familiar with, um, the thing I am really mad about losing, because I ranted about this topic for literally 40 minutes, um, is... Uh, I actually want, I kind of want to like introduce a new segment because on this podcast, I really only talk about the retellings. I don't really talk about like classics or the classics, quote unquote, fandom, like at all, really. Like I only talk about it in context of retellings. So I thought maybe um, in this first, in the beginning of the podcast, I like before I get into the retelling. Um, I should talk about some things that I've seen on the internet or just people talking about their opinions about anything related to classics because I, I'm all for, um, having contrasting opinions and sharing your own and sharing your opinions on other people's opinions. Um, so yeah, I, that's something new I'm, I'm, I'm trying out, uh, what I ranted about about for 40 minutes in the first recording is, if y'all don't know, um, 
this recently happened. I, truth be told, do not remember what day. Uh, let me find it. Okay, so on February... You're kidding me. I, mean, I guess I just really found this later than I thought I did. Um, oh, okay. So on February 15th, uh, like one day after I... Maybe... I don't know. When did I post this? A thousand ships. Anyway, not relevant. Um, on February 15th, so like only two weeks ago or something, uh, Greece actually legalized same-sex marriage and I think adoption as well. Um, cheers. Uh, congratulations to everyone in Greece who has been working towards this. I don't know anything about politics, so I'm not sure how much of this was, you know, uh, initiated by the citizens, how much of it was really just politicians talking to with each other. But congratulations to anyone who lives in Greece or has Greek citizenship who um who cares about this, um who this is pertinent to. I think um everyone should have cause to celebrate the uh advancement of uh, uh, queer rights in the world so congratulations um what i the reason why i wanted to talk about this is because i've seen this talked about this topic talked about a lot in the um the classics i don't know i don't know if i should call it the classics community um yeah the classic community on online. And what I mean by classics community, I mean the fandom. I know people don't like the the phrase fandom when it comes to classics, but I don't want to call it the classics community community because I am not a classicist. I don't want it to sound like I'm a classicist. I don't want it to sound like I'm talking about classicists. I'm just talking about people who are interested in mythology and ancient history of Greece and Rome. Um, People have been talking about this topic a lot, uh, making jokes, uh, talking about how, you know, ancient Greece was not necessarily a heterosexual, uh, completely heterosexual. Um, I'll just share a post that I really agreed with. Um, and I have done this before, so like, it's not even like, I feel like I, I already know what to say, so I feel like it will be shorter this time. Probably not 40 minutes, um, because I don't know how to speak, uh, and I don't rehearse anything, but I guess it's almost like I've rehearsed this. Um, so there's this post, uh, by, uh, uh, Clit, I'm oh, sorry, I cannot speak, K Kim Clit Saragi, I guess, uh, Saragi, I, I don't know, I'm so sorry, um, so this is, I'm, I, I don't follow this person, but I'm assuming they are Greek. Oh yeah, they are. Okay. Uh, apparently named Ethan. So that's great. Uh, so basically this person, either Ethan or Franz, I guess. Um, so Ethan, I guess. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable using people's real name when I'm talking about the screen. So, Klim, Kim Klit Saragi uh, posted these, posted a post on Tumblr uh, 
and I'll just quote it. Um, I'll also share it in the episode description. I'm going to complain for a sec about something arbitrary, but as as expected, people are being, don't know what that means, doesn't really matter. I can I can get the context. Uh, the news about Greece legalizing gay marriage and adoption are being so unfunny about it. Like, haha, weren't they always gay since ancient times? Or nice to see Greece embracing tradition straight up saw multiple people make references to Aphrodite or the Greek gods. Like, can you shut up? It's not even funny. You don't know anything about this country. And then they replied to that post, um, said, the reason why it pisses me off so much is, is that it's so indicative of indicative of how people view Greece as only its history. And this type of humor feels so condescending because it disregards the fact that on a personal and cultural level, the life of a queer person in Greece is often so lonely and isolating and disheartening. And this kind of news in this country is a moment where we can hope for things to get better. And people are focusing once again on our past and our history, as if that matters right now. Uh, not only are you undermining the way queer people have suffered under the patriarchal, hypermasculine, heteronormative, conservative views of the majority of our compatriots, you also just aren't funny. Unquote. Uh, I will share the post below, um, but I cannot agree more. Uh, this is, I mean, obviously I'm not Greek. I don't know if that that was obvious. That's probably obvious based on my last name. I'm actually not sure if you can view that um, on various platforms. But um, anyway, um, I'm not Greek and I don't pretend to be Greek. <laughs> um, I don't pretend to know anything about Greece. Uh, I don't pretend to know anything about modern Greece. And I also don't pretend to be an expert on ancient Greece. But... Um, I agree with this post so adamantly. Um, I feel like a big problem about how the just the the West, quote unquote Western, just like the English speaking, basically. Uh, I don't know about English speaking, English speaking, majority white countries. And also, I don't know anything about any other countries based other than those. So I, I won't talk about them but specifically people in the u.s the uk canada australia i don't know about australia but actually i don't know anyone who is from australia so i don't know but people from those countries um and just like white people in general just like white people um are so i think okay i feel like people don't recognize ancient greek religion and uh culture as something belonging to an ethnic group. And I say this because I just don't I feel like okay, this forget what I said. I don't know how to speak even on the second time saying all this. Um I think that the main problem here is that Greek ancient Greek and Roman, well, we're just going to focus on Greek, ancient Greek culture, ancient Greek religion, ancient Greek politics, ancient Greek history. These things have become so, I don't want to say mainstream because I really dislike that word in reference to cultures, but yeah, they've become mainstream in the US, UK, Canada, etc. Um, not suddenly, 
they've been mainstream for a long time. Uh, and it's true that a lot of our culture derives, we derive a lot of our culture from them. We derive a lot of our art, architecture, science, philosophy, politics, uh, everything. Like a lot of our stuff is derived from Greek stuff. Um, but that does not mean that, and, and also, and that's why I feel like that's why it's so, um, mainstream, like mainstream because people see Greek history almost as an extension of English and American history. And on the one hand, it's kind of true because the Greeks did influence the Romans who later influenced the uh, Br- English Isles, <laughs> British Isles, sorry, um, who obviously influenced America very heavily. Um, and by that, I mean North America. And by that, I mean Canada and the US. And obviously Spain uh, also influenced, you know, everything, every other part of America. Um, and Spain is also influenced by the Roman Empire. So really, uh, the entire Western Hemisphere is just very uh, influenced by Roman Greece. But... Okay, I think this is a phenomenon that actually is very present in very in slightly surprising ways, I would say. Whenever a country or culture or religion or or not religion whenever a country or culture becomes mainstream quote unquote or like whatever i think people like this post was saying people just pretend like they people just think they know everything they almost treat it as if it's just global culture i guess and that they have the right to comment on it which um for the most part, and insulted and disrespected, for which for the most part is not true. Um, this I can think of two examples that are especially prevalent in the U.S. and U.K. and Europe and things. Um, this reminds me a lot of like what happens when a country's like media and like entertainment becomes really popular. Obviously, um, the U.S. is just like. Are you know we've got Hollywood and stuff, and music um, that a lot of other countries listen to, and I think that is the reason why we get why the United States gets so much hate from you know like Europe, Canada, uh, Australia, etc. Um, not necessarily Asia, Africa, or South America, as far as I know, or Central America, or even Mexico, um, as far as I know. I actually don't really know that much about them because I feel like they're just not as loud on the internet, and they also don't necessarily speak English in as many, in as much proficiency as, or like to speak English on the internet as much, so, like, whatever. Um, but I've, (laughs) this is a phenomenon that's, like, gotten really just like a problem um on the internet like not a serious problem but like a consistent and very annoying problem um people are so quick to hate on america and it's just like it's because i think personally that it's because we are our country and our people uh 
are present are represented are represented so heavily in media and by we i mean americans in general uh personally i am not white and most of those people are white but that's not really relevant my point is well it is relevant because what this means is that Europeans and specifically Europeans, not even just not even Canadians that much and not even like I don't know about Australians, but especially Europeans, they think they know everything. Um, And yeah, our government is quite terrible and uh, we're really not a democracy anymore and everything. Uh, um, And our civil rights, probably the worst, probably worse than yours if you're in Western Europe. Um, however, uh, that does not give us, give you a right to insult us, does not give you a right to, um, belittle us, make fun of us, etc. Like, I don't see why people think that it's okay. Um, I don't think it is okay. Like, I don't think it's a, like, it's not a huge problem. Obviously, there are much more important problems. There's always, a human there are like six humanitarian crises going on and that's just like sad because like you people think people always think that the that history makes the world better as it progresses not true always not always true i mean um but anyway uh no i'm not saying i'm not like an advocate for the United States. Like, I don't think the United States is better than any other country. Uh, I also don't think that though that Europe, <laughs> Europeans have a right to insult and criticize American citizens because as a whole, because, um, like you can insult our education system all you want. You cannot, but at this point, like Europeans, this is such an off track, but, um, I feel like I explained this better the first time, but, um, Europeans, like, they're using the fact that they're criticizing our education as like an excuse to hate on us. And it's just like, it's just, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. Like, I don't want to see that. Um, and uh, whenever something dumb happens on the internet, someone pops up and says, this must be an American. And it's like, just shut up. Like, it would, it would cost you no money, no time, no effort to just be quiet. Um to just shut your mouth, to just not speak. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the point. I don't understand why people feel the need to criticize the U.S. so much. Like, yeah, we're not exactly saints when it comes to our government decisions and our military. Um, also, But also, like, you guys are using the fact that we have a very cruel government and to basically like hate on us as a whole and that's just not cool and i don't think that we should normalize it um as someone who's has experienced a lot of uh, anti-american sentiment which is like again like i don't think that the u.s is a good country to live in um that's also not the fault of every American citizen and I think that Europeans think that they understand and I'm saying this as a generalization and what I mean by Europeans is some Europeans on the internet and also not even all Europeans I feel like a lot of there are several non-European countries that have 
who have people who are very prevalently anti-American on the internet. Um, I won't name them because I don't think that it applies to the entire country, but a lot of non-Americans, um, they, uh, they just, uh, use any excuse to hate on Americans, and it's like, sorry, like, uh, yeah, I don't live in a great country, is that my fault? Um, probably not. I mean, no. Even if I had actively immigrated here, I mean, which I did, but you know, um, if I would like, in even like people who made immigrant who decided to immigrate, like that's not it's not their fault. Like, just just be quiet, please. Like, I don't understand. Like, you can criticize our 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 government. Sure, I I I agree with you. Um, the more voices speaking out against the United States government as possible, please. Um, you can be mad at our military, if especially if we have wronged your country in some way. Uh, but also, you have literally no right to uh, criticize the um, to call to call the entirety of the American population dumb to call us all jerks or like annoying and arrogant like some americans are yeah so are some europeans including you um so stop and i realized that i might be alienating any possible european listeners by saying all this um i just want you to know that i love europe i i love you guys and european people on the most part are very nice and i think i would rather live in your uh, continent than mine um but uh, due to the practical fascism in our country, but um, that's not really relevant. Um, I just don't think, yeah, like I think the reason why people feel so comfortable hating on the U.S. is because it's quote unquote mainstream, uh, which is very similar to kind of what's happening with ancient Greece and modern Greece. And another example, okay, another example of this, so one day I'll get to Troy, but an- another example of this is if anyone who has not been aware of this yet, um, Korea, South Korea specifically, um, I listen to K-pop, I really don't care what, what you, you can judge me, I really don't care, um, I listen to K-pop, I'm a K-pop fan. I don't really watch dramas, but anyway, the point is, I consume Korean media. I just do. Uh, And a lot of Americans consume Korean media. And a lot of people who aren't Korean consume Korean media. Um, And that's great. I think that a lot of people who... A lot of people need to be introduced to other cultures, and I appreciate the fact that um, people are... Um, appreciating Asians, specifically Koreans. Um, I'm not Korean, but, um, that's not relevant. I already said that, I think. Um, it is actually relevant. Well, not really, but anyway. My point in saying all this is that I think because Korea has become more mainstream, at least in the U.S., um, mainstream, again, like, I don't think a country can be mainstream, but you know what I'm talking about. Korean media has become more, a lot of Americans and just a lot of Western people have been getting into it. 
And um, that's great. Again, like I love when people uh, get interested in other cultures and other countries and other people's and people other than themselves um, and appreciate the talents of people other than the groups that they belong to. Um, However, I've noticed something that really triggers me. Uh, um, The fact that uh, K-pop fans... They are a little too comfortable criticizing Korean culture. And I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Uh, I don't know why you would even be offended by that, but I'm sure someone would be. Um, You don't... Just because you think you know something about Korean culture because you know the words please, hello, and really um, does not... And just because you have watched a few dramas, just because you watch... Uh, I don't know, K-pop content does not mean that you know anything. You really know anything of import about this culture or this country. Um, you does, It also definitely does not mean that you are allowed to criticize someone's entire culture or entire country because of something they do. Like, it's not okay. Like, you can criticize it. Like, you can say, oh, this is a problem. This is not good. Um, I hope that um the people in korea korea someday you know are able to achieve um something better than this etc um you also at the same time there's no there's no that's not an excuse for you to insult belittle uh, hate on or just like make assertions and assumptions and jokes about korean culture because it's not cool just because you watch I don't know, run BTS does not mean, you know, Korea. Like I, I, I also don't, I'm not Korean. Um, I don't live in Korea. Uh, my point is that, um, people are, as soon as something becomes quote unquote mainstream and no longer a quote unquote minority, um, as soon as that happens, it's all, it's like everything about cultural respect goes out the window and suddenly it's like you know like you yeah you know what I'm talking about like people are I don't I swear to god people are talking all the time about how Koreans are obsessed with uh what's it called plastic surgery obsessed with beauty standards um obsessed with weight etc like yeah yes you're right it, to a degree yes people get more plastic surgery in South Korea than any other country yes the beauty standards in Korea are um, more strict, probably, than a lot of other countries. Um, that doesn't allow you to call the entirety of the Korean nation shallow or obsessed with anything, really. Um, and it doesn't give you the right to criticize not criticize, just like, it does not give you the right to insult, belittle, or have any sort of condescending uh, attitude towards, or make jokes even. I don't think people do that with plastic surgery, but like, it's not okay. And also another thing is that I'm sure, like the people in Korea are actively, I'm assuming, many people are actually victims of this. So for you to blame it on the Korean populace is not okay. Um, 
because like as with all beauty stuff um this is just one example of people really just pretending that korean culture is not literally just the habits acquired by an entire country of people um and i i understand that some of someone of what i'm saying does not make sense and you might disagree with me um that's fine uh I don't think I'm communicating my ideas very well. What I mean is that, like, I don't... If there's an actual problem in a country, like, an actual problem from the government or a social problem, uh, you don't get the right to um, hate on the, the people of that country and I don't think you ever get the right to hate on the people of a country overall because um first of all governments quite literally run the world um that's the, the first thing second of all um social change is is so incredibly difficult um a lot like every country has social issues and uh honestly i think that you should focus on your own before uh criticizing others um when it comes to like uh social issues specifically if someone's killing people if that's like if the government is killing people it's like yeah criticize the government hate on the government even don't don't hate on the people like just stop um like it's for most most like 99 percent of the time an individual living in a specific country, like 100% of the time, honestly, an individual living in a specific country cannot do anything unless they're literally the dictator or something. They cannot really do anything to change the country overall. Social change is something that takes so long um, and is really hard to do. Uh, and yeah. So my point in saying all this is that I don't think... I think the reason why people are so confident in making assertions and just like making jokes about things that are not funny and just like erasing people's experiences and talking over real Greek people is because they think that in a way Greek, ancient Greek culture specifically is their culture. And I think this is a problem because for the majority, like white people just think that they own like just in general like be okay, just because the roman empire conquered your lands it does not mean you are suddenly entitled to talking about ancient greece's customs and personally i don't think we should ever be insulting this might be a hot take but i don't think i personally get a little uncomfortable whenever people say anything bad about uh, the entire populace of a country um this is what where was i going with this um you can you can skip ahead if you want to um if you really just want to get to troy but um my point is i think people are forgetting that or just not caring that like greece is a culture greece is a country nowadays and there has been so much change since ancient greece and just because 
just because they're their ancestors does not mean that they have the same experience like i just i honestly don't know how to explain this to people in a way that they would understand because the things that people are saying are so nonsensical um my point is the greek really the post that i read just said it all um Greece, I don't know that much about Greece, but I know that it's an Orthodox Christian country. I know that Christianity uh, became, you know, very prevalent there. Um, And I know that most Christian, a lot of Christians and a lot of specifically Christian countries are queerphobic. And... have queerphobic institutions and customs and etc and also people who are living in christian in queerphobic uh, countries tend to be very queerphobic so i am sure that it's a hardship it has been a hardship for greek people to I mean, queer, being queer is just, it's, it's honestly hard. It's, it's really just very difficult in no matter what country you live in. But, um, I think the fact that queer marriage or gay marriage wasn't allowed until then is a clear sign that there was probably a lot of, um, there was, I mean, I'm sure most people still, not most people, but a lot of people in Greece still think it's not okay. And as long as there's even a few people who think it's not okay, then that's very harmful to queer people. And it's, I don't think a lot of people understand (laughs) I don't I on I genuinely don't believe that most cishet people understand just how it is to be a queer person. And that's not their fault, but I just don't think that people understand it. And to make jokes about it is to uh, to devalue that experience even more. Um especially because Greece is not a country that is quote unquote mainstream in western in western european and northern european and um american and canadian and whatever um media uh most people don't really know about that much about greece and most people don't really care that much about greece to be frank um at least modern greece and to talk about it as if you know it it's the only the only importance that Greece has is this history. Then, really, you're just saying, literally, how many people live in Greece? Greece population, the ten million people who live in Greece. Um, those people don't matter. Um, what I care about is Achilles, and it's just like, okay, like just. You could be silent. Like, if you're really someone who doesn't care about Greece and only cares about ancient Greece, you could just be silent. You could stay on ancient Greece stuff. You could stay on ancient Greece, on the ancient Greece-centered part of the internet. You could just be quiet. Um, And for people 
who were inter- more interested in ancient Greece to go on posts about modern Greece and talk all about ancient Greece in areas that of the internet that are centered towards modern Greece. It's really just erasing. It's erasing the ex- like it's erasing the modern Greek the experiences of modern Greek people, which even more. Um, it just isn't cool, and we should stop. And it's not okay. And the normalization of disrespect towards quote unquote mainstream cultures should be not normalized. Like, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think, and uh, this take might honestly be controversial. People might not like this take, but I personally think, um, stop doing this, uh, have some respect, stay silent if it's not about you, Stay silent if you don't care. And keep to where the things you care about are talked about. That's all I had to say. Um, Troy 2004. Uh, I watched this movie for the very first time this week. And I was actually originally going to read Wrath Goddess Sing. But I did not end up finishing it yet. So I will be covering it at a later date. Um, I don't know why I spaced out just now. I've heard a lot about this movie. Um, and what my impression was before I watched it is it's a very just macho, heterosexual energy. Um, very hyper-masculine, just like... It just, 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 just a bad movie. Um, just a bad movie. Um, something akin to literally a history textbook, but more blood and more sex. Um, that... Yeah, I did not have high expectations for this movie. I actually anticipated to hate it. Um, surprisingly, though, I actually... I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I really love this movie. Um... And it could be because my movie standards are quite low. Um, I've only, I don't watch movies that often, uh, but I feel like movies and TV shows just generally are so much more realistic. Uh, it's very, it's very hard to imagine a book's events happening in your head. And, uh, and I think emotions are much more easy to communicate um, through a movie or TV show, especially when the actors are simply just good, um, than a book, because a book is just, like, it's, it's, a book is never truly show, not tell. A movie is all, almost always show, and that's what I love about cinematography. Um, I think, I don't know. I just I just like this movie. I'm sorry, okay? I just like it. And I I I I feel like a lot of people don't like this movie, but like it's good. It's so it's so good. Um 
there are some changes that they made that I did not necessarily agree with. And some of them were just weird and unnecessary. But most of them, in a way, like, I feel like they were, they made sense for the fact that it's a movie. Because I feel like movies are so short. Um, compared to a TV show, they are so short. Um, t- one season of a TV show can be anywhere from, like, five hours long to, like, 20 hours long. So, like... a movie which is only like two hours long it's like you have to pack a lot into it especially when it's something like Troy where you're literally covering 10 years of events that's not easy and it's and another thing about Greek mythology is that it's so it's not it's not an easy narrative there are so many different little pieces and there are so many um there's just so many characters, so many random kingdoms, so many family members, uh, family relations, and it's just confusing. And I mean, I honestly don't often really get confused by Greek mythology, but I understand that um, as a movie, it's very hard. Like when you're when you have such little time, uh, it's you really, really do have to compact everything and therefore you really cannot explain a lot of things, especially in a movie where uh, you don't get anyone's thought processes. The only way you can have a character explain something is if they're explaining it to someone else and that's not really possible in this movie because there's no one who doesn't know everything about the Greek world because they're, they all live there. Um... I think that is kind of the effect of the format of this movie. Uh, I think this is actually pretty common in movies. I feel like movies often are much simpler narrative-wise than TV shows. They tend not to have as detailed characterizations and character arcs and stuff, um, which, again, I think is just an unfortunate side effect of movies in general. I think... This would have been an interesting TV show, but I also think, um, honestly, I don't think that these characters had that much depth to them. So I, ooh, I don't know. I think it would be hard to extend it into an entire TV show. Um, I think formatting is can kind of be included in POV, so that's why I said it at the top. Uh, another thing about POV is movies and TV shows do not have really POV. There are they are basically omniscient narrator. Um, I personally love omniscient narrator. I know it's very uncommon nowadays. I think it's more common in old books, and I really dislike old books. Besides, of course, the the Iliad. <laughs> um, but I think that the omniscient narrator is perfect for a story like this because it does have so many characters it's just like real life honestly and it's not i feel like it truly is the story of troy it's not the story of one person and it's also not the story of the of greece like it Honestly, Troy is extreme. Like the the movie, this movie is so extremely pro Trojan that it's honestly extremely surprising, considering that Achilles is technically the star role. Um, like 
is it just me or did Achilles only show up in like three scenes and then the rest of it was about the Trojans? Maybe it's because I don't care about him like at all, but um, who knows? Um, yeah, so how about we get into the characterizations because that's kind of the thing that I don't know what I was going to say. Um, let's just get into it. So, obviously, Achilles is the star role. He's played by Brad Pitt. Um, I personally, I'm kind of, you know, after his time. Like, he's kind of, I'm not going to lie. He's not, he's irrelevant now. Like, I don't remember the last time I've seen someone talk about Brad Pitt on the internet. Uh, I have seen his name on, like, magazines a lot. But other than that, no. Um admire um uh I don't think do I think Brad Pitt was a good actor for this uh role to be honest no um first of all he has he does not look I I mean this isn't really relevant but he does not look like what I imagined Achilles to be first of all um he has a beard does he have a beard am I tripping Achilles Troy Maybe he doesn't have a beard. For some reason, I thought he had a beard. Well, he has like a little... Oh, I guess he doesn't have a beard. He's clean shaven, I guess. Um, does he have a beard? I can't, I can't even tell. I don't think he has a beard. Um, but he... Generally, I don't think he is a very good actor for Achilles. Because I feel like... I don't know. He's not, he's not terrible, but, like, I don't know if, he's, he's just, like, he's not what I imagined, but I don't really know anyone, I don't really know any actors, so I don't really know anyone who would be better for the role. I think the problem with Achilles is that he's, his face is, like, so, um, like, uh, I mean, with Brad Pitt, is that his face is so, it's, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird in general. It's very uh, angular. It's not angular. It's it's defined. Like, the bones are very defined. And that's not really what I imagine Achilles to be at all. And also his face, maybe it's the hairstyle, but his face literally looks like an upside-down pentagon. Like, it looks like a rectangle with a triangle attached on the bottom. And I'm sorry to this man, but... That's just that's just the truth, and I don't think the hairstyle really looked good on him. Um, I mean, sometimes it did, but then like when the slicked backedness was like too extreme, it looked bad. Um, and also, his hairstyle doesn't really make s- none of these people's hairstyles really make sense because in the Iliad, I'm pretty sure Achilles has braids. I think most of the uh, most of the the warriors would have worn like you know braids like braids in their hair um i think he has like one braid like at one point in one scene but anyway um that's not really relevant i also don't I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i never really found brad pitt that attractive like i've never really he i only know him from the troy um and i never really saw the appeal and this is not to hate on brad pitt i also don't know anything about him i pretty sure he's not a super great guy but um a lot of people say that like wasn't he ranked like sexiest man in the world like four times or something like i don't i don't see it i honestly just don't see it um he has he has very defined muscles 
um, but his face is not it. And I am, I'm into faces personally. This is such a weird thing to say. Um, but I'm, I, I do not, I'm not attracted to bodies in general. Like I just don't care about what someone's body's body looks like. I go for the face, um, because that's the area of someone's body that I look at, um, when I talk to them and have any interaction with them. Um, and I just, I honestly don't see the appeal. Maybe it's because he's blonde. I'm not super into blonde people. Sorry to any blondes out there, but I really don't find him that attractive. Like just objectively, I don't think he's that attractive, but to each their own. Um, uh, anyway, the point is what I'm saying is that like the reason why I didn't envision him as Achilles, because I feel like Achilles to me has, is just very beautiful and to me, the, 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 he, to me, I imagined Achilles as basically being Apollo, but like blonde Apollo, you know, I think in some versions, Apollo is also blonde, but I think in some versions he has black hair. I don't know. Um, maybe I should look that up. I don't think I know this. Maybe I just didn't pay attention, but Apollo hair color. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, that's Blood of Zeus wiki. <laughs> okay, so he typically is described as having golden hair. Great. I always thought Achilles literally, wa- I, I just imagine him as the way that people depict Apollo, honestly. And to me, that that's kind of a very, uh, honestly, a feminine face. And also just, like, amazingly beautiful. And I really don't get that from Bat Brad Pitt. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't think he's like I just don't get that from him. I'm sorry. Um I'm looking through these photos of people's drawings of Apollo. Um and I must say I'm I'm not very impressed. <laughs> um anyway, so uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, Achilles' character in um, this movie, I think, can be summed up in jerk. That really, I don't understand. Um, I, I think honestly, what Brisee's kind of said really resonates with me. She said something like, "I always thought you were a dumb brute." I would have, I could have forgiven you if you were a dumb brute. And that's kind of how I feel because he's such a jerk, but also like he thinks things through and then arrives at such bad, like he, he clearly has thought about these topics, like why he's going to war, um, what is he fighting for, etc. He has thought about these topics like he has thought critically about it i think that he talks about it multiple times with multiple people um and i sincerely do not understand him Uh, i don't understand how he gets to the conclusions he gets to uh i don't understand how even though he thought things through and even though he's not just doing this for uh agamemnon or even glory really uh he's still just he, he's he's so illogical is my point like i just don't understand him um and also he's a he's a jerk uh he's he also just 
the Achilles Brisees thing is very weird to me, and I'll talk about it more when we get to Brisees, because I feel like her arc is the weirdest of all. Um, I thought it was interesting that Achilles was kind of just a jerk right up until the end, where he like you know he was like beating up his his like second in command or whatever, and then like suddenly like uh he makes up with Priam, he makes up with Briseis, he makes up with Eudorus, or whatever his name is, um, and suddenly he's this kind, benevolent person, and it's extremely weird, um, because I feel like it's, I think it might have been supposed to be a character arc, but also, like, you tried too hard, and you somehow overcompensated and also underperformed at the same time because I do not get any arc from him and also I feel like the improvement is too extreme um, because I feel like um, you cannot have a gradual arc if you are literally basically the villain for the entire thing and suddenly become weirdly kind at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, next character, Hector, I guess. Um, well, I don't think, I don't think we really need to talk about Hector. He's just great. Uh, that's it. Um, whoever his actor is, uh, I, I think he, all the Trojans are, almost everyone here is cast so well, except for, I don't like Patroclus's, I don't like Patroclus's, um, guy and i also don't really again don't really like brad pitt for achilles i don't like yeah that's pretty much it um i like most of the people who are cast i don't like how priam had blue eyes because it didn't really look like he was the father of hector in paris because they both had brown eyes and i know that's not how genetics works i really don't care because we didn't even really see them we didn't even see the mother so like it's basically as if he produced them using asexual reprodu reproduction, which is like, if that was it, they would not have brown eyes and you would have blue eyes. Um, anyway, um, speaking of Priam, I really appreciated his character because he is so clearly someone who, I think there's this trope of old people in general um who basically know everything basically they're just like you know the wise old guy and they are very often people who are very into like you know fate this was meant to be and like or they're like this is just how it is you know like they're you know what i don't i don't think i'm articulating this very well but i feel like not very old people in things want things. They don't want things. They don't have really emotions at all. They're just very, um, they're wise in that way where if you're struggling, they basically give you advice to say that you should just have less emotion which isn't always bad like that's not what i really mean like it's very hard to t to say what i mean by this you know 
like I feel like we don't often explore the the feelings of old people and um they're more so basically like if you're having a problem and you're suffering emotionally they basically have they know everything they know what to do um they know how to make you stop feeling emotional and i think that kind of extends to a lot of old people um in media really just having no emotions their self and i think that that's very inaccurate because while um Getting older can give you life advice or life experience because you just have you've had a longer life. Um, I don't think um, that I think a lot of old people are still very like they're just like normal people. Like, yeah, you know more, but I don't think I mean, I don't think, for example, Adults are less emotional than, like, literally forty-year-olds are not less emotional than eight years, year eight-year-olds. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I just, I just feel like old characters are very seldom nuanced. They're very stereotypical, and I appreciate that Priam is kind of he's very. Like, he's torn between many different sides. Because on the one hand, he knows that... he he He's torn between things he loves, you know? He loves Troy. Um, but he also loves Paris. Uh, he loves... Um, I don't know. That's kind of like the only one I can think of. <laughs> um, he believes in the gods but he also realizes that Hector is probably a little right um well I will talk about Hector a little later but um oh wait no I already talked about him okay well another thing I was gonna say that's kind of related to Hector and Achilles also I feel like I don't have much to say about the characterizations honestly because um the characters are not that you know well developed I think mainly what's really the emotional hard-hitting part of this movie is the relationship dynamics um rather than the people's characters i it i find it quite strange that heck uh one of the things that i really just kept bothering me during this film was the fact was the way that they they talked about the gods um i I do understand that um, it's jarring whenever you like include a god because when I feel like it's very hard to represent a, a, a deity properly in a movie because um, any actor you put will just look human. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with with Greek mythology in general is that people tend to very people tend to speak about them as humans but in reality they are not humans and um they don't have like the morals they don't have the like person they really don't have personalities really um like humans do I don't think I just don't think people Gods are very representative in general about um, a culture's ideals and a culture's viewpoints and worldview. 
Um, so anyway, my point is I, I do understand why they didn't want to like, you know, put any actual gods in there. And they were very creative with how they, um, whenever there was godly intervention, they were able to kind just like, like change the plot a little bit to change that, which I did appreciate. Um, but on the other hand, I do kind of feel iffy about Hector and Achilles being very anti the gods. Personally, I'm not a religious person. Um, and obviously in every very religious culture, there are inevitably people who are not actually believers. Um, but I do think there was an element in this film where, at, where kind of the religious uh, authorities and just religion, the religion in general in this movie was very um, looked down upon. Like, I feel like the whoever wrote this movie um, made, like... Priam kind of looked like a fool for listening to the priest, made the priest look idiotic and also just like bad because he would say just like the randomest things that never came true. Um, just in uh, just in general, they they were not um, they were pretty. I think they were just like. They, they didn't, I don't think they realized that, you know, these people, like, I think it's quite, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this, I feel like, because, like, on the one hand, I do appreciate that, like, countries that are where the state and church are not very separated, um, that's a problem because um, there's always people who aren't going to be believers. But on the other hand, I feel like I didn't necessarily like the fact that, A, the religious people were kind of, um, kind of, uh, like, looked down upon, I guess, like, from the movie, not from the people. Um, and also, it was quite weird that um, Achilles... And um, Hector were, you know, like the warriors, and yet they they didn't believe in, they didn't really believe the gods were powerful. I understand Achilles, that does kind of make sense, because Achilles' mom is a goddess. Whereas Hector, according to literally every ancient source, he's pious and cool and... I'm pretty sure in some versions he's actually Apollo's son. But um, anyway, he, I don't know. It's just, it's, I feel like it was an unnecessary change that makes me just feel weird because I feel like because it was so unnecessary, I feel like it's a very, it, the writers probably had some opinion or other about it, but I really don't know how I feel about it. It just made me feel weird. It was just weird. And I just, it's just weird. And also it's interesting because like in Greek mythology, the gods definitely have influence. Um, whenever, like I've, like they didn't really need 
I, I personally like retellings where the gods are there because that's how the myths go, you know? Um, like, I do get taking them out, like, completely. Like, if you're doing a modern retelling, like, a, a retelling in a modern setting of a myth, then that makes sense because most people aren't going to believe in the Greek gods. Uh, I just, I just think it, it, I'm, I honestly, I have literally no views on religion because I am not religious and I really don't understand religious people. I don't understand religion in general, so I don't really understand it, but it just, it, it seems like a social commentary. I just don't know why and what I really what I what is really correct because I'm not religious and I've always been in the camp where like if you are um if you don't belong to a group even if you don't understand a group it really doesn't matter because you can just respect them and leave it alone and do whatever needs to be done to make sure that they still feel comfortable within reason um but really I don't I don't think I ha- I don't have the tools to talk about this in any intelligent way. So I'll just continue on. I just thought that was very interesting and strange and weird. Um, and also, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Especially because they didn't actually attack the Temple of Apollo in the... Um, in the myth. I mean, obviously, they did in Troy. But they didn't... I don't think they did that... Well, okay, that's actually a different thing. That's actually an interesting thing, too, because they actually removed Lornessus and Thebe completely. So it made Briseis like a Trojan Trojan rather than someone from Lornessus. So speaking of Briseis, actually, this is a this might be a controversial take, but I actually really loved Briseis' character until the very, very end. Um... I think she she had personality, um, and I liked her lines, and she was pretty funny, honest, honestly. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's too terrible to say that she fell in love with Achilles, because Stockholm Syndrome is a thing, and he's, like, he's supposed to be the most beautiful man in the world, so I do understand, like, the attract, the physical attraction, um... And and I I do think in the movie he was relative, he was much kinder to her than he could have been. Um, so I don't have any, I don't really have anything against Briseis being his being being a romantic thing with him. I just don't think it's realistic. I think that this is just in addition that's kind of a, a very very modern take. Um, on the story because I don't, I don't, I really don't think that this would have happened because the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, um, honestly, they, they very oft, they very seldom really care about what the women think, um, which is why marriage is... Mar- this is essentially, like, mar- uh, like, 
because marriage is so seldom consensual, because, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's non-consensual because it kind of is, but it's also kind of not because at least in these royal alliances and things, because it's not like you had a, like a choice in who you married. Um, but what was I going to say? The point is, it really, in the myth, it really doesn't matter if Briseis cares about him or not. Like, they're romantically involved either way, at least from Achilles's, or at least sexually involved in some way. At least from Achilles' perspective, they have a relationship. So, um, and I really think that it would have been very, very hard. I don't know who wrote this movie, actually, or how well they actually know mythology. Let me look it up, actually. Troy Reiter. Wolfgang Peterson? Peter? Wait, aren't those actors? Screenplay by David... Oh, David Benioff. I... I read uh, City of Thieves. Is he good? Does, what does he know about mythology, though, is my question. I don't know. Wow. I did not know that he uh, he wrote Troy. Huh, interesting. Um, I don't really know what experience he has with Greek mythology. Um, what was I even talking about just now? Oh, we say is, I do think that it would be very hard to craft a script where, uh, that treats this topic with like, you know, the sensitivity it requires when it comes to, uh, you know, they aren't us. These are ancient sensibilities that really don't align with what we think now. Um, I'm not, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, I also like, here's the thing. I understand the romance. The thing that weirds me out is Briseis, like, halfway in, she kind of... Okay, first of all, it's all very sudden. Like, her and Achilles starting to, like, get involved romantically or sexually or whatever um, is very sudden. Because it goes from their very first conversation where she's, like, pretty hostile um, and he's just there. Um, And then... She tries, she like basically holds a knife to his neck in the middle of the night. He wakes up um, and then they have sex, I guess. I don't know. And then they're like dating. But then like she pleads with him not to kill Hector and he he just like ignores him. And she basically kind of um, drifts away from him after that because she realized because she realizes he's kind of a jerk um and he's she goes like you killed my cousin um and i think that part of the line is good i i think it's a little sudden how they got into it but whatever um i think i would have preferred it if they left it like that where it's like 
I think she made the realization that like, yeah, he's not a bad person to me personally. I mean, he he's a bad person, but like he's done bad things. But in a way, I understand him. And then she realizes like, yeah, I understand him, but he's he's still doing this harm to me and my country to my family and he won't hesitate and he doesn't care and I think that's a realization that like she makes like this cannot work first of all because they're on opposite sides of a of a of a war but then like they make up like she's there when he dies she begs Paris not to kill him it's all very weird to me and I kind of wish that she just stayed with that realization whatever um speaking of Paris though I actually really liked Paris and Helen they were like my favorite characters um I kind of wish Helen's personality was more explored and what she thought of everything but um first of all her actor is gorgeous like she is beautiful um like just honestly her wow yeah also the all these actors like are so good at acting like these are good actors i'm not gonna lie um paris exactly what i imagine paris to be uh in the myth because like he's just hector but twinkier (laughs) is that is is that some is that a word people use twinkie yeah twinkier um i don't care what anyone says paris gives twink vibes i know he's not like homosexual (laughs) but he's um he's a very pretty boy as they say um yeah i really liked them their romance was i was i liked it like i really i did really appreciate their characters um normally i I'm not a big fan of Paris and then myth. And I'm also not really a big fan of Helen. I'm like, I'm a, I like defend her when people are hating her too much. (coughs) Sorry. Um, but I, she's definitely not my favorite character, but I really liked her in this movie. Maybe because I'm just so intensely attracted to her actress, but whatever. Um, same, same goes for Paris. Exactly what I just said for Helen same thing um like i don't like paris but i don't hate him that much and also his actor is very attractive and i'm pretty sure he's katie's perry's husband so kudos to them kudos to that don't they have a child that's kudos to that child honestly you won gene pool money you got it all um what else is there really anything else to say i feel like i got all the characters like there's patroclus but like he really is not important um i did okay what i really appreciate about maybe i should just go into the rankings i feel like i haven't honestly talked about this thing this entire (laughs) this entire uh like uh what's it called movie i haven't really talked about it that much honestly uh but i really do um I really just don't have that much to say about it. So how about we just go into the uh, the rankings? So Retold, I think this is actually really good. I'm going to say uh, 
honestly, 10 out of 10. Maybe nine, no, eight, 8.5. I'm gonna say, no, I'm gonna say, excuse me? Okay, never mind. Um, I thought my recording software was like, uh, your files are all lost. And I was like, excuse, no, no. Like, I, no, I don't care if they're lost. Find them. But uh, they found them. So uh, kudos to that. Why do I keep saying that? Um, yeah, I really like this because I think there's a lot of random stuff that's very, like, they added stuff that needed to be added to kind of fill the plot holes, which is really what the spirit of Retold is. Um, I liked the fact that, I liked the factor of betrayal, um, that, like, they were fighting for years, and they had finally reached a point where they were almost at peace, and by them, I mean Troy and Sparta, and it all came crashing down. I, I think that the things that they added in were very, uh, cinematic and good and dramatic, and I liked it. And it all, it made sense, you know, like how Paris was able to sneak Helen away. Like it makes sense that, you know, Hector was probably mad, but like he really didn't want his brother to die and he didn't want Helen to die either. Like she's an innocent woman. She's an innocent woman. Um, like it, it just all makes sense. Um, even the, like everyone escaping, like, uh, almost every one of the Trojans escaped except for Priam and Hector who both died. Um, obviously that's canonical uh but paris helen andromache astinax i don't know if they give his name in the in the show i don't know um and uh aeneas also all come out together um the sword of troy that was an interesting plot point um it didn't really matter for paris but i did appreciate him giving it to aeneas because it kind of gives like it's kind of the lead up to, it's an easter egg for those who know that Aeneas went on to found Rome but then at the same time it's like it's a little weird because Paris survives in this version so like it's it's weird um but yeah uh my point is it it all makes sense and the the other thing is there were a lot of restrictions with it being a movie, but they were able to change things in a way that I don't think it detracted from the story at all, um, for the most part. Uh, I think, you know, there were some... There were some weird changes, that's for sure, but um, most of them were just because they had to change them because of the movie format. Like, for example, they... Lernassus was just not a thing. Um, uh, Briseis, they just, uh, I guess they just attacked Troy, I guess. And like something, I, I really don't understand. I didn't understand that part. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm pretty sure Briseis was just like living in Troy, I guess. And they attacked part of Troy and like, yeah, but they just hadn't gotten to like to the palace or something. I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think maybe the Temple of Apollo was outside of the uh, the city, which I don't think is makes sense, considering most cities had temples inside them. Whatever. I mean, I know there were temples outside of cities, but it doesn't really make sense that she would go to the one outside of the city, but whatever. Um, also, Briseis, uh, I did... Uh, I liked that... Um, 
I like that so they she made they made her related to Hector uh, because it was like I don't know flavor text and it gave her that great line which is well this is more like untold but it gave her that great line which was like um you lost your cousin now you've killed mine or something which just like yeah kick him in the gut um to achilles obviously uh and yeah i really liked the retold portion i think that all the changes they made were very good and made sense and also it was like surprisingly faithful to the original i know people who like patroclus and achilles as a romantic couple like are gonna be super mad or something because like it's not accurate they're gay yeah i understand that i i understand that however i really don't care the Iliad doesn't have them as being like uh overtly in a relationship either so like I'm not saying that they weren't in a relationship. I just, like, I, I, yes, it is erasure of queer people. It's also, in a way, you know, but it's not really erasure because, like, you can argue that it's erasure, but I don't, I, I don't think it's erasure. Um, people have their own opinions on whether Achilles and Patroclus were lovers, like, whether Homer thought they were lovers, I sympathize with those on either side. Um, I think everyone is gay, so, like, period. So, I, I do think they were in a relationship. Like, if they were real, they would be in a relationship. But, like, it really doesn't matter. Like, I, I just don't care that much, you know? Like, I'm just not invested in Patroclus. And also, he's not, a, like, a main character or anything. He's just Achilles' random cousin. Like, it doesn't really... He's always been a plot point, and it didn't really ever matter what kind of relationship he had with Achilles, because it was always a plot point. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so moving on to Untold. Untold, uh, this one was less i don't i have, i feel like they untold is like adding random things that are, is just for flavor you know kind of like brisee's and hector being cousins well i don't know i feel like that's more a little bit told because it's for the drama what is untold honestly i think it's the things like that they don't tell us maybe i don't know i think when i imagine untold i think of mainly just like characters having personalities that did they didn't before um so mostly just characterizations honestly where like retold is characterizations like changing characterizations or um characterizations when there's already a characterization whereas untold is if they don't have a characterization like they don't have personality at all then then that would be characterization as untold. Um, and I think I really, I, I do like Briseis's, um characterization. Uh, Briseis and Achilles' relationship is also pretty unexplored in the myth. So like, it's pretty untold. I don't really like their, I don't love their relationship in this, um, in this movie. Cause like, uh, it's, it's very unrealistic. And if we're being honest, like it's, even if that did happen, it's objectively Stockholm Syndrome. Um, he's also, like, he clearly does not care about her in the way that she cares about him because she basically begged Paris not to kill him, whereas 
I mean, I guess he defended her against, like, random people who were trying to assault her multiple times. I don't know. I feel like it's very... Achilles' attitude towards Briseis is very inconsistent. Um because of that one time like she begged him not to kill Hector and he, he she he they made a point of pointing out that Achilles ignored her but other than that like he's relatively good towards her I guess it's it's weird I'm told I'm just gonna give it a five out of ten because it's kind of neutral I don't think they really say much that that was untold before um what next? Oh, another thing about the untold thing is that I think they actually did do a lot of great relationship dynamics between the the uh, the Trojans, uh, like pretty complicated ones, like Paris and Hector, like. Like, Hector in the Iliad is mad that Paris won't fight, but Hector here is mad that he he brought Helen, but he he wants him to not fight because he, I think, uh, people just genuinely care more about each other than they do in the Iliad. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm still giving it a 5 out of 10, though. Um, told, honestly, to be totally honest, well, no, I was going to give it a 10, 10 out of 10, but I I don't think the character arcs are good enough. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, actually. So yeah, those are my rankings. Um, very surprising to myself as well, because I did not expect myself to like this movie because it's just so hated. <laughs> and I think it's mainly because people are Patroclus stands. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't think that I don't think that they need to be in a relationship for it to work, especially because, honestly, again, Achilles and Patroclus are so irrelevant to the entire story. I feel like the the story is mainly centered around um, the Trojans. Um, yeah, I didn't really... The character arcs, arcs, arcs weren't great. Uh, they A lot of times, they didn't make sense. Um, but what I did... I, I just liked the story, um, I think it was very well told. Uh, cinematically, the actors were like amazingly talented. Um, there are some actors that I just, they just literally, they literally look like they're, they literally sound like they're reading aloud during popcorn reading in middle school English class. And it's just like, come on now. Um, but everyone here, I think was a good actor. So, um, that's great. I think it's because, you know, it's pretty high budget. They have Brad Pitt after all. Um, yeah, everyone was pretty good. I think, um, also like I, it was just the editing and the scenery and just the graphics were extremely emotional. I loved the last scene where, um, the very last scene where everyone was like randomly, randomly just like leaving Troy because they had escaped somehow. Um, oh, this is another thing about retold though. I think, I think that another thing about retold is that I, didn't really get how why Menelaus or not Menelaus Agamemnon died 
Like, I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, I do get Menelaus because I, I think they really did not want to involve the gods at all. And there was no other way that Paris would have made it out alive uh, than Menelaus dying. So I don't really get why uh, Agamemnon died either, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really like, I, I honestly really liked this movie. Wait, what was it? Nine for retold, five for told, eight for, no, five for untold, eight for told. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, again, I am still surprised. Like, this movie was, like, way better than I expected it to be. Um, I think it was just because people hated on it so much. Like, I just was expecting pure trash. Um, yeah, so that was my uh coverage of troy 2004 um thank you so so much for listening uh please 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 if you enjoyed this episode or if you didn't um please considering please considering please consider i can't speak uh supporting the podcast there's several ways you can do that um first of all is just sharing the podcast in general recommending it to your friends uh sharing it on social media uh really just anything talking to talking about it to other people just spreading word of mouth um leave a rating a review that also really helps on whatever podcast platform you're using um if you want to support monetarily i do have a patreon i haven't actually posted anything on there yet and i think i explained this in a previous previous episode but it's just because I don't really have that much time to do that and I don't have any patrons yet. So I'm kind of waiting to actually get patrons before I kind of like start um, putting out content. I'm not waiting. It's just like I don't feel like I'm trying to focus more on getting the regular feed out on time. And yeah, but rest assured, if I actually do get patrons, I'll feel so pressured to like not disappoint you that i will be uploading like every day on there um so yeah please consider it it's just two dollars i think it'll be really fun like i'm actually really excited to start that um whenever i like finally have time what the oh my god wait what huh wait no hold on why did it what oh someone's a free member i see i was like someone joined the patreon they joined as a free member thank you whoever you are i don't speak japanese but i do speak chinese sort of um thank you for thank you so much i don't know if you listen to the podcast actually because i don't think i have any listeners from japan uh but if you're listening to this thank you so much for joining uh wow that made me so happy (laughs) oh my god wow just for you whoever you are i'm gonna look up this person's translate i'm gonna look up the transliteration of this person's username uh i don't speak japanese again i do know two of of those uh kanjis though um 
where do I see this person's name again? I forgot. Oh, notifications. Okay. To English. Tsuki no Hana? Hold on, let me play this on my computer. Tsuki no Hana. That. Um, thank you so much for... Thank you so much. I know you didn't, like, uh, subscribe, but, like, oh, that... That makes me feel so good. Um, it's apparently English for moon, or Japanese for moonflower, and there's a song also called Moonflower. So, huh? Oh wait, it's a song from Sailor Moon, apparently. Huh? So maybe that person isn't Japanese. I don't know, but whoever you are, please, can, please know that I appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you. I, just for you, I'm going to try and start putting out content, even though you won't be able to see it because none of it is free, but oh, thank you so much, whoever you are, like, oh my god, that made me so happy for literally no reason, um, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should, I don't know, anyway, so whoever, whoever that person is, thank you so much, I don't know why that made me, Wow. Okay. Um, anyway, so speaking of the Patreon, uh, you can find that Patreon at patreon.com slash retold pod. Uh, that's just retold the word retold and then P O D. Um, that's also my Instagram handle retold pod. Uh, my email is retold the podcast at gmail.com because everything else was taken. Um, do I have any other platform? Oh, Curious Cat is also Retold Pod. That's where you can ask me anonymous questions or non-anonymous questions. Uh, you can also DM me on Instagram, though. So, whichever you prefer. prefer. Um, and then I also have a story graph, which is app.thestorygraph.com slash profile slash retoldpod. Um, and I also have a website, which is retoldpod.card with two R's dot C-O. So, that's retoldpod.card with two r's.co i feel like i'm in an ad um you can find all those in the links below um the website honestly doesn't really there's no there's i'm just gonna be real with you there's not really any reason to visit the website i was thinking of putting up some transcripts but really that's uh, it's really hard to do that um and i yeah so um yeah go find me at those places uh yeah Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll see you in the next one. This has been retold, and I'll see you in the next one.